Good morning. There are people whose job it is to think about how to make the economy grow and try to attract new businesses to our area. And according to those guys, the biggest challenge to that is where these new businesses are going to find employees. For Monday, August 6th, it's your Loudon Now Morning Minute. You and thousands of other people listen to the Morning Minute every day. It's trusted, it's personal, and you take it with you wherever you go. So if you've got a business, why not advertise on the Morning Minute and reach the thousands of people listening right alongside you wherever they are. Get in touch at loudonnow.com slash advertise or email us at sales at loudonnow.com. That's loudonnow.com slash advertise or sales at loudonnow.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. The top economic development leaders in Loudoun and the state have laid out the path for Virginia to reclaim its position at the top of the American economy. Loudoun County Department of Economic Development Executive Director Buddy Reiser and Virginia Economic Development Partnership President and CEO Stephen Moray see a lot of strengths in Virginia, especially here in Loudoun, but they also see some challenges. At a Chamber of Commerce event on Friday, they both talked about the local and state economies' turnaround since the 2008 recession. Northern Virginia has long been the economic engine of the Virginia economy. At times, it has accounted for more than 100% of the growth, meaning our economy continued to grow while the rest of the state was losing jobs. In fact, Reiser said when his department publishes its annual report later this month, it will report more than $6 billion in new commercial investment and almost 10,000 new jobs. In Moray, the state guy said the one county that's probably the best positioned for growth and to control its growth in this region is Loudoun. But they both also see some challenges going ahead, and both of them say workforce, particularly in the tech industry, is going to play a big part. Moray said, while we produce a lot of graduates in STEM fields, we have an even larger demand for those employees. In fact, he said, we appear to have the biggest gap between demand and supply of any state in the country. Reiser said workforce is the main limiting factor for continued growth in our economy. Part of the problem is that Virginia sees more college graduates leaving than coming in. When you consider international immigration, we're still net positive, of course, but there's still the question of how to keep those professionals in Virginia. That will matter a lot if Loudoun wants to win big new investments like Amazon's new headquarters, for which we are a finalist. Worth noting here that not everyone wants Loudoun to get Amazon's HQ2, but for economic development folks, it's one of the biggest deals they'll see in their lifetimes. And Reiser said deals like that will be decided when companies like Amazon figure out where their future workforce will want to live. Moray also said Virginia's economy is focused on large, established companies with a tax structure that gives fewer breaks for starting new businesses and less entrepreneurial energy for smaller businesses. And he said if the state is going to be an economic leader, it will need near-ubiquitous broadband, including in rural areas. And speaking of rural areas, Reiser said it's incredibly important that we uphold what is special about Western Loudoun. The only alternative to farmland in Western Loudoun is going to be housing, he said, and we need to keep the farmland farmland. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, the developer of Kinkora Village Center, the mixed-use community under construction off Russell Branch Parkway and Route 7, has asked the county for permission to build larger residential units. 
County supervisors have already approved plans for up to 1,400 multifamily units, like apartments, condos, or two-over-twos, and enough square footage for about 1,103 square feet per unit, which includes space for hallways, elevators, amenities, and other construction that's not actually inside a home. To date, 785 of those units are left to be built. Now the developer is asking to revise those plans upward to allow up to 1,643 square feet per unit. Attorney John McGranahan Jr. said the developer is looking for flexibility to respond to market demand. County planning commissioners worried about upsizing the apartments, particularly about how that could have a heavier impact on the schools and make the homes cost more. County planners estimated the larger unit size would generate approximately 28 more students for the school system than the approved plan at an additional nearly $1.5 million to make space for them, plus an annual $383,000 to educate them to the taxpayer. The developer has not proffered any additional financial contribution to offset that. And Commissioner Fred Jennings said the larger, presumably more expensive units would continue to grow the gap in housing needs. Nonetheless, commissioners unanimously recommended approval of the revisions, which now head to the Board of Supervisors for review and final action. County Christian School will be expanding to open County Christian High School. The school will enroll 9th through 12th graders and officially opens its doors for the first day of the academic year, August 27th. County Christian School has been going for 39 years, offering, as the name suggests, a religious education. Since it began, it has operated in partnership with Christian Fellowship Church, which is planning to move in the next two years. Kenneth Kincaid, the new high school's vice principal and athletics director, said the school has been considering separating from the church to operate independently and relocate to a new facility. County Christian High School will follow the requirements of the Virginia Department of Education and Loudoun County Public Schools' suggested curriculum. It's also partnering with Liberty University to offer dual enrollment courses. They're also joining the Virginia High School League and offering a full slate of sports starting in its first year, including soccer, volleyball, cross country, and basketball. They're also hoping to draw international students and held a summer camp for students from China. You can find out more, including their open house tomorrow and next week at countychristianschool.org. And if you were following the story online in the print edition of our paper about the guy in Percival who was in a battle with his HOA over whether he could keep a two-acre meadow at the back of his property or whether we had to mow it down, he can keep the meadow for now at least. A Loudoun Circuit Court judge has ruled that the meadow may remain. Just two days before the dispute was set to go to trial, the Farmington on the Green Homeowners Association rescinded its order to compel Mike Pugh to mow a section of his backyard that he has established as a wildlife habitat. Without trying the facts of the case, Judge Douglas Fleming ruled that the HOA could not reissue an order. He has yet to decide whether the HOA will be responsible for reimbursing Pew for more than $90,000 in legal fees that he's racked up since 2014. The order in question was first sent in 2014. According to the HOA's motion to dismiss the case, it rescinded the order because it intended to review its covenants to clarify property maintenance requirements based on community needs and resident input. They emailed their residents the day after the ruling saying that the property remains non-compliant with the HOA covenants and that it would be working with its lawyer to ensure that its covenant is updated to clearly reflect the collective expectations from the neighborhood. HOA President Marcus Lopez said that the covenants were written a few decades ago and they were loosely written so they've been loosely enforced. Pugh said he expects the HOA to try to amend the covenants to require him to mow the meadow. Pew's battle with the HOA started in 2014 when he filed a lawsuit to protect his meadow. Lopez said Pew made up the meadow thing after neglecting to mow the area. Pew argues that the meadow's soil has been undisturbed since the land was part of a dairy farm in the 18th century. 
It is now a natural habitat for deer, foxes, hawks, monarch butterflies, milkweed, and other plants and wildflowers, and a certified monarch butterfly way station. Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On the Get Out Loudon calendar tomorrow, the Acadians New Orleans Jazz Band will be playing King's Tavern and Wine Bar in Leesburg from 7 to 9 p.m. Get the details on this event and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, spell it out in milkweed in your butterfly garden to tell all your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. It will be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day. Okay.